Welcome, welcome, welcome to this, our second episode of Memory Unlocked, the show that gives us some space to talk about the suddenly rediscovered people, places, or things that have been stuffed in the corners of our minds for ages. I'm one of your designated podcasters, Mr. Mark Boucher, but I'm not alone today here at Memory Unlocked. Joining me today is my GMG brother and your own Brazilian mountaineer, Mr. Lucas Ham Swisher. Now, the reason Lucas and I have teamed up for this episode is that he actually has a memory unlocked experience of his own that just so happens to be closely related to mine, as if they're in the same realm. The realm of Eternia, you might say. And the masters of the universe! I am Adam, Prince of Eternia and defender of the secrets of Castle Grayskull. This is Cringer, my fearless friend. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and said, By the power of Grayskull! Well, hello there, my brothers and sisters. So about a month or two ago, it was during the mission project that I was coordinating in a nearby town uh, here in good old Brazil, and I stumbled upon a really stellar mom and pop gaming store that had opened up in a Brazilian town where I used to live. I was perusing the games, the memorabilia, um, just looking around at all the cool stuff they have when the guy at the front counter said, Hey, are you new here? We had small talk, you know, and he's like, have you been upstairs yet? And I'm like, no. And he's like, you should definitely take a few minutes and go upstairs. I'm like, okay, cool. So I went upstairs and it was wall to wall, nerdy collectibles of all shapes and sizes. It was so cool. I took a bunch of pictures. I nerded out posted some stuff on our Discord and, and talked with people. Well, about a month later, I had the chance to return to that town with my family this time, and I took them in and got to enjoy it all over again, but with them this time, and it was so cool. And my favorite part was having the opportunity to connect some of the collectibles and different things they had with what I had growing up as a kid. And at one point, um, one of our one of our kids, I think it was James, pointed out uh, a guy riding a big, huge cat, and then a skull-faced other guy standing near him, or not standing, but riding another cat, a black panther, next to him. And I was like, "Oh man, son, that is He-Man and Skeletor and the Masters of the Universe." And as I stood there and looked at Castle, looked at the action figures, it just it took me back to the 80s when I had those, you know, when I had uh, Castle Gray Skull and, and I had like, I don't even remember what it's called, but it was like a cave with a, a, a rubber monster hand puppet that you would stick on your hand and pretend like you were attacking He-Man, who went by the name of Prince Adam when he was not in his metal thong and uh, holding his sword, riding his mighty, mighty steed, uh, Battle Cat, a.k.a. Cringer. And uh, then you had, of course, you know, Skeletor, his arch nemesis and the villain of, of Masters of the Universe, uh, a.k.a. Keldor. And as I said, he sat on top of a Black Panther called Panthor. Um, and I just, I just loved playing with those as a kid. 
you know, just enjoying the, the imagination and the imaginary scenarios and battles and things that would come to mind. And on top of that, I loved combining it with my other toys as well. And thinking back, just remembering that was so cool. And to, to, to kind of add to that, later on that month, I was watching a Disney Plus series called 80s Top 10. And one of their lists they had in, I think, like the fifth episode, fourth or fifth episode, was the impactful toys of the 80s. And of course, Masters of the Universe was there and they showed original footage, kids playing with those toys and just the nostalgia was overflowing. I had no idea that these toys were actually inspired by Arnold Schwarzenegger and famous bodybuilders of the time. Uh, that was so off my radar as a kid. I had no idea there were even famous bodybuilders. Um, and I'm pretty sure that those first action figures, like they just, they were so epic at the time. Like they put my friend's wimpy mini gi joe figurines to shame uh of course though even though they were way cooler than that what was even cooler was combining them together uh kind of like this toy story style uh just playing with the toys all together making up wars and battles and and imaginary stories with he-man gi joe ninja turtles uh even occasionally raiding his sister's uh bedroom and getting her barbies and my little ponies to you know have hostages uh, it was hours and hours of fun, pretty much just like a modern day Smash Brothers playtime. Uh, so cool. And so those those moments, you know, watching that Disney Plus show, going to that nerdy little floor on a mom and pop gaming uh, store was where my memory unlocked. Skeletor, but you won't get away with it. Who will stop me? Not you. How about me, Skeletor? Amen. I appreciate you, Lucas, for sharing that awesome memory, and I am super jealous that you got to be around all those wonderful toys. Now, how does my memory unlocked story tie in? Well, when I was little, I had half brothers and eventually had stepsisters, but I was the only child of my mother and father, and none of my siblings lived with me. So naturally, I was spoiled quite a bit. So in the basement of my childhood home in New Hampshire, I had a large plastic bin filled completely with toys. Batman, Power Rangers, The Lion King, Voltron, Ninja Turtles, just a smorgasbord of enjoyment for a kid. And in addition to new toys that I would get, I would also receive many of my half-brother Bruce's hand-me-down toys. And one of those toys is the subject of My Memory Unlocked. Now, there was always this one action figure from the hand-me-down bunch that I would frequently play with. But I never knew what movie, show, comic book, or video game it came from. He had this strange blue and yellow body with a grid-designed grid helmet that kind of reminded me of like the waffle design so it always made me hungry <laughs> uh, his arms and legs could articulate via connected rubber bands and i know i stretched them many times uh, he had this 80s looking figure facial design and a giant radar scanner across his chest he pretty much fit in with any scenario i created with my toys because i never knew where he actually fit until about 25-ish years later. I was watching a video from a YouTube channel called Toy Galaxy. Check them out. 
and it was themed around Masters of the Universe, which was created in early 1981 by Mattel as a means to compete against Kenner's Star Wars and Hasbro's G.I. Joe. Now, fun fact, Mattel actually turned down the initial toy rights to Star Wars, and I bet they're kicking themselves to this day over that. So this uh, introduction of the toy line was in followed, then followed by the, uh, the cartoon introduction from 1983 to 1985. And, and so the subject of this video on Masters of the Universe turned to several of He-Man's side characters in the toy line and the show. And there he was. I recognized him the moment I saw him. His name is Cyclone. Let me spell that for you. S-Y hyphen K-L-O-N-E. And he was a very late addition to the Masters of the Universe toy line. And so he was only in two episodes of the original series. Uh, very brief cameos. But he was featured more in the comics and uh, other books. Uh, his origin story is as follows. Protector of the Legacy Stones and the last defender of Anwat Gar, Cyclone, joined the Masters of the Universe after the stones were destroyed and his mission completed. He wears the last remaining tech vest armor created by his Gar ancestors to terrorize Eternia after the Great Wars. Its built-in wind rockets allow the user to create powerful vortexes of spinning energy as a defensive weapon or to fly through the air. Cyclone has upgraded his armor to also include cosmic radar, which lets him sense the physical presence of evil long before others. Cyclone's wind powers and radar chest make him combat ready. So now it made sense why he had a giant radar screen for a chest. His powers are essentially based on a weather phenomenon. Now, in the original series, Cyclone was a cyborg being, and, but in later iterations of the character, he was actually introduced as part of an ancient race of beings tasked with protecting the legacy stones on his islands. Uh, now, his powers were much more magical than technological in this case, and he was reintroduced in, I believe it was the 2002 remake of Masters of the Universe. From Medieval Fog! And there you have it. In answer to a decades-long mystery I didn't even know I was looking to solve. And it's all connected to Lucas's Masters of the Universe memory. Now, you can find all of our social media and our merch links for the GMG Universe at linktree.com slash thegmgpod. You can write in to us and tell us about a memory-unlocked moment of your own, and uh, we might talk about it on a future episode. Big thanks again to Lucas Ham Swisher, my podcasting buddy, for joining in and sharing his memory. Congratulations, joiners. You've just experienced another Memory Unlocked.